What's up, up, what's up, up, bitches? Back for another week. As you can hear, that's a different voice on this week's episode. We've got your host, Leah Sauer, and Christian was nice enough to join us as a guest this week again. Howdy. So Brie is obviously on vacation, so she cannot be here for this week's episode, so we will miss her, but Christian is filling in, which as I said was kind of him, so we have a lot to talk to you guys about this week. A lot happened that we have been looking at in the news. We watched a cool new documentary on Netflix, Mm -hmm. and then we also saw some news about Sheen's clothing. I don't know how to pronounce that, whether it's Shein or Sheen, but I've been hearing Sheen, so that's what I'm going to call it. Um, yeah, isn't Sheen like a type of clothing or something, like Sheen? A Sheen? I don't know, maybe. Or like how you describe something? In Sheer. Sheer. Okay, never yeah. mind. Sorry. I know, I know what you meant, though. Um, but anyway, so we'll, we'll get started and we'll talk about the Sheen stuff. So Shame on you, Sheen. Yeah. Basically, I sent this article to Christian. I'm sure everyone has been seeing, um, like, the rumors, and they're not rumors, but we'll call it that, um, about Sheen clothing containing lead and the CBC looking into that. And I fact-checked it on Snopes, and it does seem as if that's happening. It seems as if they found lead and another toxic chemical. It was like PER is the abbreviation in some of their clothing articles. Um, Sheen's response to this was that they removed the clothing articles that contained the lead, but because they are a fast fashion company and they mass produce their products, it's really unclear as to like how many people have those clothing articles already that have the lead in them. So that's people's main concern there. Yeah, I think there's a lot of uh, health issues from the lead, like sperm count, and I don't know. That was the only thing I remember. It was, it was, um, yeah, it was like reduced sperm count, infertility, um, liver problems. You can get cancer. I mean, lead obviously is toxic. It used to be in paint, and they went through all of that. Um, they went through the crisis of health that people were getting from having lead in paint, so that was removed. But The main thing is that one of the articles of clothing that lead was found in was for children. So that's dangerous that people were trying to buy, you know, cheap articles of clothing for their for their child. Oh, the EPA thing that you were talking about before. Sorry, I'm looking it up on my phone so I can be familiar. Yeah. um, The EPA is the Environmental Protection Agency. They're the ones that... um, no, there's a there's a chemical P E A oh, or something. Okay. Like once you, you go further down. Oh, but yeah, the environmental okay. the Environmental Protection Agency did say that they were not. It says lead has been linked to a number of reproductive and developmental issues. So I think it's bad for pregnant people and as well as children under six. And lead is bad for everybody. Like let's be clear, it says further on in the article that um you know, if you're trying to conceive or even if you have the article of clothing on for a long period of time, it's that article of clothing against your skin that's a problem. And for kids, it's not just the issue of wearing the clothes. It's the fact that they suck on the clothing. That's what the issues were. So the infants are like chewing on their sleeves. Oh, I see. And that that like material breaks down in their mouth. So it can get them severely ill and have life complications like further on. Hmm. Well, 
that makes sense. Yeah. And just explaining what fast fashion is, because I didn't really understand it either. Basically, and I kind of touched on it a second ago, it's a company that mass produces goods at a low value so that everybody, you know, can buy the trends as quickly as they come in. Is that like Fashion Nova? I remember that. Exactly. Yeah. So Sheen, Fashion Nova, even Forever 21. um, Yeah. Companies like that, that are trying to do the trends in the moment. It's almost like people are buying their clothes for whatever event they're going to, instead of buying articles of clothing that are sustainable and will last them a long period of time. So because people are shopping for whatever event they're going to and they don't mind dropping the $5, you know, for the top that they're getting, there's no thought as to like long-term health complications. Or even wearing the article of clothing past whatever you're buying it for, right? So if you're going for a wedding or something, you probably only wear it for that event and then like... It's wasteful. Yeah, and then it's like, when's the next time you're going to wear that, you know? Exactly, and that that breaks down further into why it's bad for the environment. You're buying an article of clothing to wear once, and then what do you do with it? Yeah, I guess it probably just gets thrown away at some point. And then the other thing is, in order for the clothing to be so cheap, the working conditions for the people making the clothes has to be shitty. You know, so they're getting paid like shit to make these clothes, and then it's no wonder that the material is shitty as well. Yeah. And then you find out it has lead in it. Yeah, well, that's shame on shame on Sheen for that because people, I guess, put their trust into those uh, companies that they're going to get something that's um, not high quality, but something that's not going to be bad for you, you know. And it's really sad because let's point out the fact that the people buying these clothes are either you know, low income or young adults. Yeah, for the most part. So it's one of the two. You're either young or you're low income and you're trying to do the right thing, trying to make sure that you have clothes and the people it's affecting, they really can't do any better. Like they're just doing with the resources that they have and it's not fair that that happens to them. True. That's that's a good point. I wonder if that brings up the value of like the, the more expensive clothes. Like if they have more value now because other companies like make knockoff stuff and then it's like does that increase the value of the real stuff you know like the really expensive clothes well it, it, it just basically affirms that when you buy that really expensive stuff you're paying for quality you're paying for good material and you're paying for good working conditions for the people to make it for you but some people can't afford that so they just buy the five dollar knockoff version hmm. there will always be knockoffs but yeah it definitely it definitely does support the fact that if you can buy sustainable clothing items you know that's that's the better option but then it's going to turn into the brands that like are expensive they're gonna you're you're gonna find you'll be disappointed by them because then there's going to be a story that comes out that they're mistreating their workers or something like that and then you're overpaying for their clothes basically yeah there's two sides to the coin i will say that article further down i read the full thing um it did say that brands like h&m and zara got like a score for 30 on how they treat their workers and just being environmentally friendly. And Sheen got a zero. And so did um, Forever 21. Hmm. So, you know, that just kind of goes to show that they really fucking suck. Like, even by, like, these standards of, like, business and the Environmental Protection Agency, like, they're really not doing any justice. Well, now I feel (laughs) bad for getting those clothes before on Sheen. Me too. Um, And especially if you have them, you're supposed to wash them before you wear them. And so many people just wear them to the event that they go to. 
Dang it. Not saying that we're boycotting Sheen, but it's definitely not right that they're doing that. And I wouldn't recommend purchasing any more clothing from them. So next thing that we got into this week was kind of a new documentary on Netflix. It's about Manti Teo. And I'm not really familiar with sports, so I had never even heard of this. But apparently this was really big back in 2012 when the story broke. And essentially, the documentary is called Untold on Netflix. And it's kind of deep diving what happened, um, you know, to Manti. Christian, kind of give them background on, like, what was said at the time of the story breaking. Like, what did you remember before you watched the documentary? Um, I just remember... um like people not understanding the situation because it was obviously very nuanced and complex. Um, I just, it was a big deal. I remember like a lot of news stations were covering it and, um, yeah, basically this like star football player got catfished and I like the general public, like immediately it was like, well, how does a star football player get catfished? Like, how are you on a campus, college campus, like... Um, With a, girls. A nationally recognized player where it's like he's definitely going to be in the NFL and all that. How do you get in a relationship where, one, you don't ever meet the person in, like, in actual reality? Like, you never meet them. And then, two, like, how do you get bamboozled by, like, another, like, by, like a, you know, by another man on the other side of the phone? Like, it just didn't add up. So people were like, oh, well, maybe he's gay... Um, maybe he made it all up to like just get a story behind him for you know fame. I don't know. Pe- that's kind of what I remember it being like. People just kind of assumed like, oh, he's either gay or he's like behind this in some way. Like, and all of those narratives just to like make sure I have this clear. Make him like make it his fault. Like even if like the first thing you said. <clears throat> Everyone is wondering why he's at a college campus and how, as an NFL perspective, he's not just dating people at his own college. And how the fuck does this happen to him? Like, he could pull any girl. How does this happen to him? Even that is putting the blame on him. Like, all three narratives, kind of at the time, Mm -hmm. made it seem like he's either stupid or involved. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's why it was so weird when the story first broke. And then... I mean, after watching the documentary, you kind of, like, see the other side. You see his side of the story, and you can kind of see how it how it happened. And, I mean, he also came from a different culture that, like, we're not used to in America. Like, he was from Hawaii, and I think, you know, the culture there is a little bit different. So he was, like, brought up a certain way to be, like, super respectful. And um, he, like, had, like, a lot of... Um, feelings of like wanting to help people and um I think he was attracted to like um you know like girls that were into faith and religion and all that so you kind of can see how somebody can like it limits the pool of dating but you can see how somebody can like um catfish him because he he was like a little bit naive and um yeah you know it was like 2011 2012 so it was still like early on in and when all that catfishing stuff was happening and he like he said in the documentary like he didn't even know what catfishing was so you can see how like it was kind of like a perfect storm for him to be the one that got catfished it it was just unfortunate I guess that he was like a 
really well-known football player at the time because it just it just made it a, a really big deal. And, and, like, we didn't say this yet, but to be clear, just in case you aren't super familiar with the story, the reason why this made headlines isn't just because he was catfished. It was because right before his championship game, his girlfriend was pronounced dead. So first his grandmother died, then his girlfriend, he was told, passed away. And so when he's interviewed before his game, he's going into that with two deaths same day, you know, his grandmother, then his girlfriend. And of course, a story like that is going to pull at people's heartstrings because like how, you know, how he has the willpower to push through that game and still play was so amazing. Yeah. And that's why people thought like that was another thing that people thought like, oh, maybe he created like this fake narrative so that, you know, it can be like a rah-rah kind of, um, football story so that it can you know maybe get his team hyped up and then everybody can rally around him because that was the interesting thing about the story was that his grandmother his actual grandmother did pass away like that actually happened and then I think the same day that Mm -hmm. catfish like told Manti that the girl had died like posing as her brother or something so it was like it to the public it just seemed like he might have like made all that up you know, for, for that reason to kind of get like a raw, raw story behind him and the football team so that the media could be like, Ooh, you know, this right. is, this is a, um, a motivating story and, and, you know, all that stuff. So, and think about how much effort it puts to go down that path mentally than to just think like what kind of fucked headspace he must've been in after hearing that news of the loss of someone he loves to then hear the news of someone else that he loves is mm-hmm. lost. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not going to question that. He's not going to say, you know, my grandmother died a few hours ago. This death's not real. It's going to feel just as real as the first one. And the mental space that he was in when that person did that to him, it, it, like you said, it's a perfect storm. How could he not fall right into that? Yeah, and also he's, he, you know, he's a little bit naive too. I mean, but... It, All good people are kind yeah, of. Yeah, exactly. Like like the he, he kind of got taken advantage of in that sense because he was like a good person. That's why he was naive. You know, right. he, he obviously didn't think that somebody could be behind the phone, like posing as a girl and then, you know, making all this stuff up. Like it, it was so. And the girl's voice was spot on. Yeah, it sounds like me. I mean, yeah. It's like a girl. If you watch the documentary, then you can really like see how this guy like, you know, was able to catfish him by, you know, making his voice sound like a girl and um, he, and we keep saying guy. Side note: apologies because at the time of this, he was, he was a male. A guy, yeah. he, and, and now he's transitioning. Yes, and and it, and she is a woman. So, yeah. but at the time that this happened, um, the the catfish was a male. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's kind of what was happening. She, um, and that's also why people thought maybe he was gay too, because they were like they didn't understand how it made sense. Like, how can a guy trick another guy into thinking he was a girl? You know, so that's why people were like, oh, maybe he was just gay and this is like a a way for him to kind of like cover that up, you know, be like, oh, I got catfished, you you know what I mean? So there was just a lot behind it. And um, yeah, definitely when you watch the documentary, like you see like the lengths that this um, person went through to catfish him and it's like, oh, wow, like, yeah, pretty much anybody would have believed it. I mean, he, he was able to the girl's pictures that he was using, he actually knew that girl in real life. So he was able to like get her to send him specific photos that Manti was asking for to like prove that she was real. And like, 
she got the picture, right, you know, because right. he'd say, hey, I want you to send me a picture of you smiling, holding up like a... My initials, like yeah, a day's date. Yeah, something like that, just to prove it, because he was starting to get... Freaked out. Freaked out, yeah, so... But yeah, you guys, you guys have to watch it. I think that this really highlights, as a society, places that we needed to grow, still need to grow. It's like we weaponize tragedies, first of all, and second of all... When things happen to people, the ability to believe the first story that you hear, that's the easiest story or even the juiciest story, is is so tempting. And not to compare the two at all, but it did make me even think that if somebody with no means is able to accomplish this, that when we do hear the narratives on even something like Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, like sometimes information that we get that we like buy into so easily, it can be so fucking misconstrued to us. Like we could all jump on the bandwagon and hate the same person Mm -hmm. and we're just getting fed a load of like bullshit. Yeah. I think it's important to understand that there's a lot of nuance to a lot of situations and the, the societal downfall is people hear a story and it might be a complicated one. But a headline for a news article isn't going to be complicated. It's going to paint it in one in one, 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 way. one way. And then people... Jump ins- on that. Yeah, instead of like actually um, digging into it, people will just kind of jump on that narrative. And then you can kind of see like in Manti Teo's perspective, like how it, it can ruin somebody's life. And looking back 10 years ago when this originally happened... And now watching the the documentary now, like, I feel so bad for him because people were so mean. Yeah. You know, people were making fun of him and, you know, like, it was, it, you know, I feel bad for him. It was a really embarrassing thing to happen. And basically society just all kind of was, like, laughing at him. You and know? social media is, like, a huge downfall because as soon as social media came around, we lost our ability to critical think as a society. As soon as a few headlines corroborate the same story and as soon as a few influential people are reposting and circulating that story, mm-hmm. you look like a dumbass if you don't agree. Like, let's say you find something that contradicts that. You, you look stupid for not having that same set of information, but... It, it takes away our ability to critical think and truly look into the complexity of a situation, like yeah, you just said. Yeah, and it's the power of the media. Um, the, like, you know, what's being reported is what people are going to believe, and it, it, it does show you that, like, big media companies like ESPN and stuff like that, like for sports, like, obviously didn't do the research that they needed to on the story and were just mm-hmm. reporting whatever was getting clicks and views and, and you know, stuff like that, so... I feel really bad for Manti, and I feel like he deserves an apology from a lot of people because, you know, he was really mistreated, and then it, it, it made his whole career, like, suffer after that. I mean, he was this big prospect, was going to be a big player in the NFL, and then all that stuff broke, and, like, it totally damaged him mentally, and then that kind of affected his play on the field, and... Yeah. It, like, ruined his life a little bit. It did ruin so, his life a lot. But, but he's an insp- he's, he's really inspirational to listen to because he's, like, yes. he's like rising above all of it. and He's so um, forgiving. Yeah, and, and, and he's very he's a forgiving guy. He, he, it's a really a great documentary. I really recommend it. Yeah, and like Christian said, it's the, it, it amplifies the power of the media, but it also amplifies the power of a simple story. Like everyone runs with a simple story or an exciting story or a juicy story, and there's usually a lot more context to it. So, mm-hmm. like we said, definitely watch it. It's a two-part series on Netflix. It'll take you like two hours to get through, but it's super good. Yeah. If you guys do watch it, let us know your guys' thoughts. 
So let's talk about a topic that I pulled my Instagram about. And it's if your significant other is in a wedding, but you don't know the couple whose wedding they are, you know, in, mm-hmm. or do you go to the wedding? Yeah, if you're invited. Okay, so you immediately say yes. Yeah, if they, like, invite, if they give whoever's in the wedding, like, a another spot to bring someone with them, yeah, why wouldn't you? Okay, and then what do you do? Where do you sit in the wedding? Like, let's say you don't know these people at all. Um, you probably sit with... Um, people you don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, for the actual ceremony? Like, for when they're getting married and stuff in Well, it would be the whole thing, because then at the reception, there's Well, but a at the reception, the... yeah, they have, like... But, like, they, like, put the names down where people sit and stuff, so it's... But it's, like, a table for the bridal party, so you still wouldn't be sitting with them. No, yeah, you would you'd be sitting with strangers, probably, if you didn't know anybody, but, I mean, you know, that's that's part of going to weddings, is, like, talking to people you've never talked to or haven't talked to, and that's part of it. Just for fun, I completely disagree with Christian, 100%. I would not, like, no, I'm not going. Um, And it's not out of disrespect or anything. Like, family weddings, completely different. A a lifelong friend, and I don't know any of these people who are there, and Christian's in the wedding. Like, I genuinely have never met any of these people. I would not go. First of all, I'm not going to know anyone. Second of all, it's uncomfortable. Um, It's, like, such a long day to just be there and watch things that I don't know. I don't feel like you need to be on the sidelines, like, rooting for your significant other to be a fucking groomsman or a bridesmaid. I think that you can easily wish them the time of their life and not go, personally. And I don't think it's disrespectful either to do that. Yeah, if you're, I mean, you know, don't do anything you're uncomfortable doing. Um, So if you're going to have, like, anxiety or apprehension about going to a wedding that you don't know anybody at, then don't go. But... I just don't think it's, like, anything to really, um... Like, I definitely wouldn't feel any sort of jealous feeling. It's not like I would be jealous that they're in the wedding or jealous that they have to, um, like, walk down the aisle with another person. It's not that at all. It's just the fact of sitting with people that you don't know for so long. And your partner's not there with any of it. Like, there's pictures being taken. They're talking to people. I mean, aside from if once the dancing is going on, there's really little, little interaction. Yeah, well, I mean, I think people, like, eat dinner after the wedding, and then it's, like, I think you're kind of free to roam around and stuff, so. um, That's true. Yeah, I I don't think it's that big of a deal. Yeah. But that's just me. Yeah. I mean, that's a guy's opinion. Let me know what you guys think. Um, Only guys voted on my Instagram story, and they said that they would go. Male's perspective. Yeah, that's a male's perspective. I think that women in general maybe a little bit more jealous than that too. Like I saw a lot of TikToks of people like sitting at weddings, watching their um, groomsmen, like dancing with the bridal party and they were like getting pretty jealous and it was usually women. Well, that's toxic. Do you think so? Yeah. Why? Just cause it is. Well, give the, give the listeners an explanation. Why is that toxic from a male's perspective? Um, I don't know. I'm just kidding. I don't really, I mean, I, you know, if you're sitting there and you're stewing and getting jealous of a wedding, then, yeah, I mean, think about how that sounds. Like, it sounds kind of toxic, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it does. It sounds toxic, especially when you say it like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, I wouldn't go because I would I wouldn't not go because I'm jealous. I just wouldn't go because I would feel uncomfortable. Unless, specifically, you told me, I definitely want you there, then I guess I would. But I guess it depends, too, if it's, like, a local wedding or not. Because, like, what if the wedding's in, like, Mexico or something? Like, you definitely want to go then. That's true. 
because then you'd get like a little vacation out of it. So. That's a very good point. Yeah. I like that perspective. Okay, so good thoughts. But we have to uh, disagree sometimes. Good thoughts, good feelings. Good thoughts, good feelings. I wouldn't go. Christian would go. Unless it was vacation, then I would go. Let's talk about something interesting. I've been seeing a lot of posts about the power of communication, Mm -hmm. and we've been reading a book that talks a little bit about that too. So let's talk about some things that we think are like the best tips for communicating with people to have good interactions and friendships. Number one, don't criticize people. Criticizing people is toxic. Um, Not really, (laughs) but um, yeah, it's just, it builds resentment. So you don't want to criticize people. Um, People are always going to think what they do is the right thing to do. So it's better to just understand why people do certain things than try to criticize it. Because if you criticize it, especially to their face, they're going to build resentment towards you and you're also behind closed doors going to build resentment towards them because you're not understanding motives or actions behind or motives behind the actions and stuff. You're just kind of like, what the fuck? Like, why did you do that? You know, that was so stupid or something. And then, and then getting mad when they don't see how exactly. You're and then you get mad and then they get mad. So don't criticize people, people. Yeah, that's a great one. I definitely agree with you on not criticizing people. I think that that could be detrimental to a relationship. Mm-hmm. It's hard not to do, but I think it's I think it's a good point. I think that another thing that's good to remember for communicating is to not overshare with people. It seems like, especially for me, I struggle with that. It's hard to not tell people too much. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I think you do struggle with that. Thanks. Just kidding, but. Um, Yeah, I think that's a good thing, too. You know, you don't have to fill silence. You know, sometimes silence is a good thing. And I think people sometimes, you know, when there's like an awkward silence or something, people will just kind of say too much sometimes. You know what I mean? It's like you don't need to say all that. Yeah, I saw this post by Peaceful Barb on Instagram. And she said, respect your own boundaries by choosing not to overshare with people who don't have your best interest at heart. And I think it's important to remember that when you tell people things that are personal to you, even if you're trying to relate to them and, in a sense, be there for them, um, like once you share that information, it's out there. So it's good to keep things um, like close to your chest for the most part. For sure. That's, that's, that's a great point, Sweet Pea. And when you overshare, you're not letting another person talk very much so it brings into the question the conversation is mostly spent talking instead of listening so that's another good communication tip by moi Mm -hmm. um and then also i found this really good post that said the difference in saying yes but and saying yes and when you're communicating with someone and essentially when you say yes but to an idea that someone's given you or in conversation it's kind of shutting them down so you can agree with them and say, yes, and I think we should do this as well, um, just to make people feel more heard and like their idea counts. Yeah, and then, you know, you're also not, yeah, exactly like what you said, you're not shutting somebody down, you're agreeing with them, but you might be um, not criticizing them, but right. you're like, you're adding on to the idea. Right, you're still giving your opinion. So I, I really like that sentiment as well, the yes and over yes but 
just kind of wrapping things up, we're going to do something fun. We're super close to fall, so getting you guys in that fall spirit, we're going to talk about some movies to get into the spooky season. Just some wrecks by us. I'm going to start with the Halloween series because I think it's classic, iconic, Michael Myers. So I'm going to start with him. That's a good one. Yeah. I like um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, yeah. I, some people think it's a Christmas movie. I think it's more of a Halloween movie. Um, yeah, totally. But I guess it could be both. But Yeah, can be both, which is cool. Um, I like that pick. I love Nightmare Before Christmas. And staying with the Nightmare theme, Nightmare on Elm Street is also really good. That's definitely a scary one. That's about the dreams, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's Freddy Krueger. Yes. Um, I like The Shining. We saw that recently. I like that movie. It's good for um, being kind of scary, but not really that scary. And it's well-directed. Psychological thriller. Yeah. And um, it's just a classic. And Dr. Sleep is along the same lines, and it's like the sequel or the prequel. Sequel. It's the sequel. Sorry, it's the sequel sequel to The Shining, and I really enjoyed that movie too. And then there's the classic like Disney Hocus Pocus and um, Halloween Town. Those are always good to watch to get in the fall feels. Do you have any last recommendations? Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, Um, agreed. That's another good one. Johnny Depp, classic. And um, it's just another kind of good, like, Halloween vibe movie. Is Winona Ryder in that movie? I think she is. Yeah, I think she is. I think she is. Mm -hmm. We love Winona Ryder. Um, Shout out Stranger Things and her role. So this has been a fun episode. We hope that you guys enjoyed it, too. As always, easiest way to keep supporting us, if you guys love the episodes, is to rate us five stars on Spotify and make sure that you guys are following the podcast. And just send us some messages if you guys want to send some love, too. Yeah, and um, just want to say thanks for listening. And, um, yeah, leave a kind review on all platforms, and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye, guys. Thanks. Love you all.